Peace and blessings, beautiful people. Peace and blessings. This is Empress E-Money, and welcome to this episode of Sacred Love Lessons. So today, you guys, we're talking about trading places. This episode is inspired by the 1983 film called Trading Places with Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd. Whoever digs a pit for the saint of God will surely fall into it. Now, when I thought about this episode, I thought about the story of Saul and David. This further made me think about the law of divine substitution. You guys know it is lesson time. Grab your pen, grab your journal. Today, we're gonna be talking about the law of divine substitution. Now, what is the law of divine substitution? The law of divine substitution is when the righteous, right? People living in the light who come out of trouble, they come out of trouble and the wicked goes into trouble. Hence the title, Trading Places. Now, where am I getting this from? I'm getting this from Proverbs 11 and 8. Proverbs 11 and 8. Proverbs 11 and 8 states, The righteous person is rescued from trouble, and it falls on the wicked instead. Now, this made me think about David and Saul. Let's talk about David and Saul. So you guys know that when the people of Israel, the nation of Israel, after they were released from captivity in Egypt, all of that, they go into the promised land. They look around and they notice that everyone else has a king, every other nation. So the nation of Israel, they wanted their own king. At that time, they were being led by the prophet Samuel, right? And Samuel led for a while. So the people, you know, they became disgruntled. They went to Samuel and they said, hey, we want our own king like other nations. So, you know, Samuel, he did his thing. He went to God, blah, blah, blah. So in private, and you guys, I'm giving you the cliff note version. If you want to learn in detail, just go study, read it for yourself. You can go to 1 Samuel, read it for yourself. So the prophet Samuel in private, he anoints Saul to be king, right? Now this was in private. No one else knew about that. So then when it came time for the nation of Israel to pick a king, they ended up picking Saul from the tribe of Benjamin, right? And so some people were upset about this pick, right? Now let's let's look into further why some people were upset. Let's talk about Saul. Now Saul, he looked like the perfect candidate for a king. He was full of promise. He had a lot of potential. He was tall. He was very good looking. He was charismatic. Um, he just seemed like the right guy for the job, right? But underneath that, right? Underneath that. And I imagine those people who disagreed with this choice, I imagine they could see beyond the veil because beyond the veil, Saul had deep character flaws. He was dishonest. He was prideful. He lacked integrity. He was incapable of acknowledging his own mistakes, meaning that he lacked accountability, right? 
And none of those characters, character attributes, seem like they would be good, you know, fit for a king, right? So I imagine that's why some of those people took issue with Saul. Now, these character flaws would later become Saul's downfall. We'll come back to this point. Put a little asterisk right there. We'll come back to this point later. So then it came time, again, like I said, for them to pick their king publicly. And Saul was picked, right? He was picked. Okay, so then later on, the nation of Israel, they were facing this great fight with the Ammonites. Long story short, Saul, you know, he put together the army. The army defeated the Ammonites. And then Saul publicly received his crown from the people, right? They were like, okay, this guy's a bad dude. We're going to go on and give him the crown. Yada, yada, yada. So some people dispute like how long this all lasted. But the time period was from let's say about 1037 to 1010 BCE. Now you guys know the number 1010 really resonates with me. And when I saw that this was his reign, Saul's reign, it really caught my eye, right? It got my attention. So during this time of Saul's reign, David, you guys have all know the story about David, David began to rise. Now, how did David come on the scene? David came on the scene with the whole David and Goliath story, right? Again, you can go back, Google that, read it on your own, you know. But that's how David came into notoriety, by killing the giant Goliath. So after that, David started working for Saul. And he was having a lot of success, David was. And so the people began to praise David. You know, the women were like, oh my goodness. They was turning up and not just the women, but the men too. So as this was happening, Saul grew envious of David's achievements and the praise people showered on David. So then this envy just really grew in Saul's heart to the point that Saul, King Saul, he's the king, sought to kill David, right? So now David gives word that Saul does not have his best interests at heart. So he leaves, he go into hiding and all of this and that. And there were several opportunities where David could have destroyed he could have destroyed Saul, but he did not because God was like, the Most High was like, no, just let him make it. He, the Most High kept trying to give Saul opportunity, opportunity, you know, to get it right, to get on the right path, to repent, to like change his heart, to change his ways. But Saul was operating from ego and he was operating from a spirit of rebellion, right? And so... Even though David could have destroyed, and when I say destroyed, I mean killed. He could have killed Saul. God was like, no. And so David obeyed. And he was like, he just trusted the process. And so he did not kill Saul. But Saul was trying to kill him. Like, this went on for years, right? So, sidebar. Let's talk about David a little bit. 
David was no saint, okay? And if you guys have read anything out of the Bible, you could see that. To me, when I think about David, David was like Jason Bourne. You know, he was an assassin. He was a cold piece of work, you know? People, when I see the pictures of him drawing, people depict him as this little scrawny, you know, shepherd boy or whatever. And maybe as a child, teenager, even a young adult, maybe that's what he looked like. But in my mind, David was like, he turned out to be this Jason Bourne or, you know, some gladiator or something. Like he was an assassin if you go back and you read the stories about David. And so David was no saint. And then there was that little thing that he had going on with um, Bathsheba and Uriah where he had, you know, he took this married woman and then got her pregnant, had her husband killed. So he was a murderer and all of that, right? We know the story, right? David was no saint. So the difference, though, between David and Saul is that when David was confronted with his wrongdoing, right? When Nathan went to David and said, hey, you a piece of bleep, bleep, bleepity bleep. He didn't say it like that. You guys, I'm paraphrasing, right? But when, when he confronted David, David immediately saw the error of his ways and he repented. When Samuel confronted Saul, Saul was like, hey, uh, <laughs> oh my God. Saul was like, uh, uh, so, okay, so this was the story, right? Samuel was supposed to wait. He was not supposed to go to war, right? If, before they go to war, they were always um, supposed to give blessing and sacrifice and offering to the Most High, right? That was the rule. So on this particular occasion, you know, Saul didn't want to listen. So he burned off and he left Samuel. He left Samuel. So when Samuel went you know, to where they were. Now, another order that they had was the Most High told them to destroy everything, like all the people. It was just all or nothing, right? Destroy everything, right? So Samuel get to where they are and turns out that Saul did not follow God's orders. And so Samuel asked Saul, he said, what is this I'm hearing? What is going on? What are y'all doing? So Saul was like, ah, oh, man, you know what had happened was. <laughs> oh, my God. You guys know anytime you confront somebody and they start off with what had happened was, you know, you in a world of trouble. So this is the king, y'all. Keep in mind, this is the king. This time I, well, what had happened was, well, first of all, first of all, I did what God said do. Okay, I did what God said do. We destroyed most of the stuff. Now listen to the words. We destroyed most of the stuff. And then the men, you know, they took the best stuff for themselves, you know. Yada, yada, yada. Oh my God, y'all, it was a disaster, right? So the end result of that was that Saul, he ended up getting in trouble because he didn't obey God's orders. He didn't do what he was supposed to do. And then when he was confronted by the prophet, he did not repent. He did not change his ways. Instead, um, he did later confess and said that the reason why 
he didn't you know follow the orders was because he was afraid of the men so basically what saw the king was basically saying was that he cared more about what other people thought of him and he was more afraid of man than he was of God and so yeah he got in trouble like on that one right so long story short Saul eventually fell on his sword aka he committed suicide to avoid capture in the battle against the philistines and then also three of his sons was also killed during that battle and so saul he died a miserable death and then david took over david reigned he ended up taking saul's place and that was god's plan all along because saul could not be trusted. He was not worthy of the position. He abused his authority. He misused the people. He was using people. He was doing all kind of stuff. Um, and you know, he just lacked um, good moral fiber. He just lacked good character and integrity. Where David, on the other hand, you know, he was the apple of God's eye. And so, what did we learn from this story? Trading places, right? all based on the law of divine substitution. Now, let me go back to the law of divine substitution. Let's go back to that. The law of divine substitution is when the righteous comes out of trouble and the wicked goes into trouble instead. And so it's like a lot of times you will have evil people that will try to do things to um, the anointed ones, the chosen ones, light work or starseeds, indigo childs, however you, you know, classify yourself. There will be people who are living in their shadow. They will attack you. They will try. I mean, I guess that's their job. We call them karmics or whatever, demons, whatever you want to call them, evil people, um, just whatever, you know, label you want to give them, but just people operating in their lower chakra energy and they, they see the light of other people and they try to hurt them. They try to destroy them. They try to kill them. And sometimes it may not be like a physical death. Okay. So let me clarify. It may not be like a physical death. Now, sometimes it is. Okay. Y'all don't watch verse 48. Sometimes it is. But sometimes it could just be where they're trying to steal your power. Maybe there you, you work with a boss or someone on your job and they're stealing all of your ideas and presenting them as your own. I've had that to personally happen to me. It didn't end well for the other person, right? Or, or maybe even me as a light worker, having someone to attempt to steal someone posing as a light worker, trying to steal my work, not understanding that I'm divinely protected, you know, and then wondering why it's not working for their benefit, right? Or maybe someone is slandering your name or just whatever. They could be, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. It could be identity theft. It could be anything, right? Fraud, anything. So, um, when you have situations like that, this is the lessons that we learn from this story. You one, you must live a righteous life. And when I say live a righteous life, I mean be the light. Of course, you're going to make mistakes along the way. And we don't even, I don't even believe in mistakes. I believe in learning lessons, right? The whole point of us being here is to learn the lesson. So sometimes you may go on a quote unquote detour, 
Okay, some people call those mistakes. You may go on a detour of life and you may have to learn the lesson. Some people learn, right? Some people never do. They just get stuck in a karmic loop where they're not learning the lesson, right? So number one, you must live a righteous life, aka be the light, in order to experience the blessings of the Most High. Because the blessings come after you learn the lesson. That is when you will obtain the blessing. Two, you must remain humble and obedient if you want to keep the blessing in your life. Keep the blessings of the Most High in your life. When Saul first started off, he was blessed and highly favored. But then Saul went on a little detour of his own choosing. Then when he went on that detour, meaning he wasn't learning the lessons, he was being rebellious, being hearted. He liked it the hard way, okay? He liked it the hard way. Then when he was confronted by the prophet, he was given an opportunity to make it right and he refused to do that. So you already know what happened to Saul in the end. He lost the blessing. Number three, if you get off track, you can get back on track by working things out with the Most High. In both cases, David and Saul, both in their life got off track. Both were confronted by a prophet and both had their own choice to make. Saul chose to not take any responsibility for his actions. You saw what happened to him. David quickly took responsibility for his actions and you saw what happened to him. Number four, if you refuse to answer the call or be the light, access to the blessings will be revoked and someone else will take your place. Okay? Someone else will take your place. And we have seen it time and time again, not just in the magical book, the Holy Bible, but in other books and, you know, historical context as well. When you refuse to do the right thing, to be the light, to live in God's love and light, at some point, because it took a while for Saul to get his comeuppance, right? It took a minute, right? It was like years when all this was going on. But at some point, you will see that person fall from grace and someone else will take their place. So that's all I have for you today. I hope this lesson has been of value to you. Don't forget to go over to House of Sacred Love where we have online courses that will help you, right, to be the light. And until we speak again, be the light.